Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome. I'm your host, Susan A, and you're with the podcast, HR Inside Out. Today, we're going to talk about recruitment, some tips to help you do it well, and well, some stories of what not to do. Applying for jobs can be a really frustrating process, and it's, it's important to get it right. It's your opportunity to make a good first impression, and hopefully more than that. In a conversation that I had with someone yesterday, someone who's hiring for her organization right now, she affirmed, without my even telling her I was working on this podcast, the points that I'm going to share with you today. We're going to talk about how best to prepare for getting that job or that position within your organization that you so desire. I call today's sessions the four P's, preparation, patience, perseverance, and positivity. Let's get started. So the first P, preparation. To start, it's really important that you make sure that the job that you're applying for or the organization that you're applying to are going to be the right fit for you. Now, I am assuming with this question that you're in a, a few years into your career. When we're starting out, we don't always have that luxury. Any job experience at that stage is a good experience. I just see too many people with advanced degrees applying for, as an example, receptionist type positions. My experience and many others is that where these individuals are hired into those, they don't tend to stay long. Understandably, they wish to be working in their areas of expertise, and so they tend to move on as soon as something more suitable becomes available. Recruitment takes a great deal of time. When you add training the new person to the mix and the team getting to know them, well, the hope is always that the person hired will stay at least a few years, not just months. If this is not you, we also spend so many of our hours working and often have a lengthy commute to get to our organizations. I know personally it makes a huge difference if all that time is focused on doing what you love or at least helping you get to a career that you aspire to. Will you be happy in that position if you get it? Have you asked yourself what type of culture you feel best working in? Do you feel most comfortable working with rules? hierarchy, lots of clear processes, or do you prefer flatter, perhaps more flexible organizations? I encourage you to spend some time thinking about this. It will make a big difference to your happiness if you actually find yourself a good fit within your work environment. And this goes for whether you're applying to new organizations or perhaps a new department. Talk to people, get on the internet. You are both ensuring to the extent that you can anyways, 
that if you are successful, it will be a great move for you. You're also preparing yourself for the possibility of an interview because you're likely going to be asked questions pertaining to this area. As an example, what is it about this organization that attracted you to apply? Given that you've already looked at the website and you've noted things that excited you, this is going to be an easy one for you to answer and one that many candidates stumble over. Find out who you will be reporting to and check them out on LinkedIn. Do your homework. It will help you stand out from the others. Now, moving on to the application process and preparation. Something that I'm seeing far too frequently, people not paying attention to the directions provided in the posting. I'm sure that's not you, but just in case. As an example, if you're applying on Indeed and the posting directs you to apply directly to the organization with a cover letter, do that. Again, it's amazing how few people take the time to follow the directions provided. The current recruitment I'm assisting with, all 192 applicants didn't pay attention. They've applied on Indeed and they have not applied directly to the organization. And attention to detail is one of the skills that we're seeking. If you're applying within your organization to another position, again, this is not likely you, it is not usually okay unless your organization says it's okay to do this. I haven't met one yet to say, see my personnel file when you're asked to submit a resume. The recruiter is not going to make the time to look up your information. And you probably applied a number of years ago. You'll need to freshen it up. All, that, all those new jobs and the experiences that you've had since you originally applied, you need to add those. And even if the first selection criteria is seniority or time in your organization, it's always best to present your best self. Remember, your application is critical for potentially getting you noticed. You want that to be a positive being noticed. I just want to also mention employers are increasingly using electronic systems to collect and assist with the initial screening of applications. Those systems are data mining, so make sure you have enough information in your resume to be noticed. Resumes should be a page or two, but not 10. Just make sure that those keywords are there. And another tip, have a friend check to ensure that you've caught all of your typos and the missing information. It is so easy to miss this stuff when you've looked at your own work dozens of times already. In the cover letter, it's always a good practice to send a cover letter. It again sets you apart from your competition. And also, if you're applying for lots of positions with many different organizations, ensure that that letter is being sent to the attention of the right company. It isn't addressed to John Doe or the name of a different organization. Yes, this happens far too frequently than I care to share. If the position that you applied for requires attention to detail, well, you're not likely to get a call to learn more about you and your skills. You might have been the best candidate in the world, but you aren't going to likely get a chance to prove that. As well, don't address your letter, dear sir, assuming that the recruiter is a male. Uh, yep, there's still too many of those coming through too. If you're taking the time to customize your cover letter and add in all that information that shows that you've done your homework about the job and the organization, again, this will set you apart from the others. 
And don't apply for positions that are completely out of your experience range. As an example, I remember a hairdresser who applied for the president's position at BCIT. Now, that's not saying that there aren't some hairdressers that actually have the skills and the qualifications to do that. This one didn't. But also do apply if you meet many, but perhaps not all of the requirements. Your specific combination of skills, training, and experience could be just what the recruiter is looking for. And depending on the applicant pool, what you have to offer may not meet the minimum, but it might be the best of what is available to the recruiter in that applicant pool. Fit is critical for both you and the organization. And organizations are increasingly prepared to teach many of the technical skills, but if someone's not a fit for the team, it can be a problem. Let's move to some tips on preparing to be interviewed. Really look at the posting. If you're able to get hold of a job description, do so. Look at what's outlined in the description and, and the qualifications that are required. What soft skills are going to be are being asked for? Good judgment, good oral and written communication skills, good organizational prowess. You get the picture. Now, I really encourage you to take some quiet time and think of examples of how you've successfully demonstrated in previous situations those same skills. You're going to typically draw from your work examples. These can also be from volunteer activities like being a girl guide leader or sports coach. Perhaps you lead a study session with your church. Situations you might have dealt with as a parent. The fact that you've considered how you can how you have built these areas of expertise and know that you have the capability of applying those same skills in a work situation will be really helpful. Being in an interview is nerve wracking and it's really hard to think on your feet when you know that you're being judged and assessed. Again, be prepared. Let's, let's look at a couple of examples. Excellent communication skills is listed on the posting as required. You're asked the question, this position requires excellent communication skills. From your understanding of the position and the organization, why do you think this might be important? Now, an easy answer might be because it's important to give good customer service, and, and that would be probably correct. An excellent answer would be for you to draw from your own experience by sharing an example of how through the use of those excellent communication, communication skills, you were able to handle a, situ a situation that you could also see being one you would encounter in this position. You will often be asked to provide an example specifically as let's let's use good organization skills as an example. If you were asked, please provide us with an example of how you've used your great organization skills to improve a process. It would have been easier for you to have thought through this potential question before the interview. It's, it's hard to think on your feet when you're being interviewed. So that pre-work is so important. Oh, oh yeah. Remember, protect confidential information. It'll just be the situation that you're describing. It's good to come prepared with a number of examples. Then you're not continually going back to just one. And it's usually okay to bring notes with you as reminders, maybe keywords to jog your memory. You may be asked to bring samples, perhaps of your written communication skills, examples of your writing. 
If there are others who have been involved in creating the documents that you choose to bring, make sure the recruiter knows what part you contributed. And again, remember to protect confidential information. Also be careful to bring information or reports that you have the authorization to bring. Um, they may not actually be yours to share and the recruiter would understand that. You may be asked to do some written tests. Remember, breathe and do your best. Everyone is nervous and rarely does as well as they hope to. Tackle any easy to you questions first to get into the flow. If you're asking about qualifications, um, such as your expertise with the Microsoft Office suite of products, don't say you're excellent and then test out as below average. Be honest and perhaps a little humble. Be careful not to jump too quickly into what the organization could do for you. Being more interested in how much money, how quickly benefits are available. You know, focus on what you can do for the organization. The rest will come in time. You'll be able to answer, ask those questions. Okay, so you've done your research, you've prepared an excellent cover letter, you've polished up your resume, you've had a friend check your work to make sure uh, any typos or spelling errors have caught, you've applied by the date indicated on the closing for the posting. We're going to move into the second P, that of patience. So perfect job, perfect organization, and you haven't heard a thing. The posting has closed. That posting said that you would only be contacted if scheduled for an interview. Please listen. They'll do just that. They'll contact you if you're scheduled for an interview. Please don't call to make sure that your application was received. Please don't call to ask where in the process the organization is. And please don't call to reaffirm that you really, really want the job. Recruiters are busy. Although this is the most important thing to you, it may be a bundle of high priority matters that the individual responsible for hiring the position that you've applied for is also responsible for. There may also be hundreds of applications that they are taking their time to sort through. Now, this is more likely for the entry level positions than those calling for more technical or specialist skills and credentials. And quite honestly, if all of those applicants called, well, the recruiter would never have the time to actually do the hiring, and that's what you want them to get to. Most organizations are just not resourced anymore to provide this level of service, even though they would love to be able to. In unionized organizations, collective agreements sometimes require internal candidates to be interviewed first. And if a qualified candidate is not found in those internal applicants, only then can an external applicants be considered. This can take some time. Patience is definitely a virtue when you're applying for positions. Let's move to the third P, that of perseverance. Don't give up, even if you're disappointed that you're not getting interviews. Learn from your experiences. If you are interviewed and you don't get the job, be curious. Hopefully you will receive a call thanking you for your time and letting you know the result. It's a good time to ask if there was something perhaps you could have done better to prepare, courses that you could take, so that you've got a better chance of a different outcome the next time. Every interview is an opportunity to get more comfortable with the process. Pay attention to the areas that you were asked about and struggled with. 
Perhaps you were asked to provide an example on something and couldn't think of one. Just make a note of that. And then there are sometimes those questions that absolutely come out of left field. <laughs> I remember one, if I was an animal, what would I be and why? Yes, I got asked that one. A cat curled up on a sofa came to mind. Uh, no, I didn't answer that. I don't recall what I answered. But if I, whatever I did, I had to think quickly about the characteristics of that animal that would fit for me and also the position I had applied to. Another thought, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I know it's great when to be able to work within the community that we are currently living in. Unfortunately, the rest of our community is also happening for that, especially if you're in an area of specialization. If you're able to, be prepared to get your experience elsewhere. That way you'll have more to offer when at some point you can return to working closer to where you eventually want to live. I recall a planning technician who, who was really frustrated and wanted to move along her career path faster than was happening. Unfortunately, that wasn't going to be likely in the Vancouver area. Yet when I was doing a consulting um, opportunity on Vancouver Island, she would have been considered pure gold there. I know a bylaw manager who left Vancouver to become the CAO at a small municipality in the province of BC. He has continued to soar and is slowly making his way back to living in a larger city with a great deal of very relevant skills and experience that he wouldn't have had had he not been prepared to move. Keep applying, network, get known, volunteer. Someone may discover you. As an example, if you really make an impression, you never know where that may land. An applicant for a position that I was recruiting for ended up being the runner-up. She wasn't the top candidate, but she was a really good candidate. Another organization I was familiar with had an opening that I thought she'd be perfect for. So I called the other organization and asked if they'd be interested in receiving an applicant from someone that I thought would be a good fit for them if the applicant had agreed to have her resume sent over. They said yes. I called the candidate and let her know, unfortunately, I couldn't offer her the position, but thought there might be an opportunity elsewhere. She said yes to her res resume being shared. She ended up being interviewed and she's still very happily working there. You never know. Let's move to the fourth and the last P, that of positivity. It's really important that you believe in yourself. Your attitude sh shines through. Keep the faith. Don't blow interviews because you're frustrated with the process. I've just, I've seen that happen. Posture, grooming, demeanor, they're so critical. Even in online interviews, don't let this slip because you're frustrated. Keep positive and just keep seeing yourself being successful. It's actually quite surprising how powerful that is. Things do happen for a reason. And often we're not able to see that reason until much further down the road. If you don't get the position, there is something else coming on the horizon. I know my biggest disappointments have often been the door to something else even better. Keep believing. Okay, something less serious, some bloopers. Um, interviews. I 
did promise some fun in these podcasts, and so far it's all been pretty serious stuff. So some stories from my own recruiter experiences. I remember an individual who applied to become an instructor at BCIT. And when asked why he was applying, he shared that he'd already paid his dues. It was now his time to be able to take it easy. Uh, not surprisingly, he wasn't tired. And then there was a gentleman who, when seated at the head of the table for his interview, leaned back in the chair, put his feet up on the table, and told us that he was ready to start. Yeah, he wasn't our top candidate either. With regard to applications, um, a woman who applied for an administrative position and included a picture of herself. Not normally good practice. Anyway, uh, in this photo, she was nude from the waist up, um, not appropriate, and I believe that the HR person actually contacted her and, and uh, sent the picture back. I also recall receiving a resume that was printed on a pop can, a little difficult to file, but very creative for a graphic artist position. I'm certain if you've been involved in interviewing as part of your own job responsibilities, you have a few unusual stories of your own. Just don't let this be you. Hopefully you found something in today's podcast helpful. Keep the faith. Remember the four P's in the process. Preparation, patience, perseverance, and positivity. As you next, take the next steps forward and dare to soar. We've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Next week, we'll be welcoming a guest as we continue with our current theme, that of recruitment. I look forward to our time together. In the meantime, I encourage you to, you guessed it, dare to soar. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangenay at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.